Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our journey through the Hornets roster today. We are talking Kai Jones, two seasons in the books through his rookie contract here with the Charlotte Hornets. He'll be entering year three next season. We'll talk about the season that was really his first playing some prominent minutes for the Charlotte Hornets. What did we learn about Kai and what do we hope to see from him in the future? Most importantly, we'll hear from the man himself. Kai Jones will sit down with us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Helping me out on this podcast as well, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us once again. And Rob, thanks as always for joining me sitting down. Let's talk a little Kai Jones here. He's a player who was considered to be a project when he was drafted out of Texas, 19th overall in the 2021 draft. Hornets trading back in to the first round to go get him. First year played very seldom. Most of his work was done in Greensboro. Quite frankly, he did a lot of work with the G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm, again this season, but did work his way into the rotation and did have a lot of highlight moments. Your thoughts on year two for Kai Jones? Yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of put a label on it, I guess, more or less, for lack of a better term, just because of you know what we saw from him. 46 games this year, that's definitely a, a lot higher than his rookie season where we only saw him for 21 games here in Charlotte, and it was very very, very sparing minutes. He only averaged about three minutes per game. Not really a, a whole lot of meaningful minutes, mostly in garbage time. But this year, a little bit different. Still some garbage time moments, but then at some times he's playing meaningful minutes, averaging about 12 every time he got in there in those 46 games, obviously career highs and points and those sort of things. And free throw percentage looked a lot better as well. He got to the free throw line a little bit more. And one thing for on the, on the minutes thing, like that's really the representation exactly. of him playing because his rookie season, he had three games where he played more than five minutes and two of those were... 20 plus point blowout so he really wasn't in the rotation outside of maybe one game uh, where Charlotte needed him from an injury standpoint this season he had at least seven minutes in 32 games so that's a legit rotation player getting rotational minutes this time around versus the rookie season where that basically never happened. And that's why I said it's kind of hard to quantify this entire season as a whole because it's basically his rookie season all over again based off of the meaningful minutes and the amount of playing time and that sort of thing. And obviously got a lot of work in at Greensboro, but we saw a lot of flashes of good and we saw some things that he needs to work on as well. And that's going to happen when it's a guy that has been, like you kind of talked about, a little bit of a project, didn't play basketball growing up for the most part until he got a little bit older, still trying to kind of figure out the nuances of the game. And there's a lot of those when you're a big at the five, especially in the NBA. There's a lot of learning curve, and that's kind of where he's been kind of slotted into. There's always that question of, well, is Kai more of a four? Is he more of a five? But based off of everything that we've seen and based off of everything that Steve Clifford has talked about and how Mitch Kupchak envisions everything, he's more of a five right now. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you need to learn at that position, and it takes a little bit of time to develop. I mean, obviously, Mark Williams was a first-round pick this year. We didn't see him for the first couple months of the season because he was in Greensboro. Then he gets his work in. He comes up and he has this great season now, and now he's basically the de facto starter for going into next season. Kai Jones, obviously a lot of work in Greensboro in the G League. Comes up here, 
plays in those 46 games like I talked about, but now it's kind of like, where is that next step for Kai Jones? But he he has the groundwork from this season, a lot of stuff on tape, and I think that's half the battle when you're going from one season to the next is, this is what you put out there on film, let's go over it, let's see what we can work on, get in a gym, and work on those specifics. And I think an important thing for any player that's fairly recent into the league is timeline, because you're, you're drafting guys so young, drafting everyone basically at age 18, 19, 20, that their timeline to develop either physically into the the kind of body type that can withstand the, the pounding that comes in the NBA at their position or just growing with their game, which basically everyone has to, you're somewhere on a timeline to where you can really be evaluated as a player. For Kai Jones, the athleticism is incredible. And I think it's the timeline for him as a player that we're still working our way through. And to his credit, he has made some huge strides. I I remember his first summer league. He basically was a walking turnover with one huge play. He had this one kind of gather one step, one or one dribble from the three point arc with the right hand takes off from like the elbow. Yeah, he almost took off from the free throw line. I remember that. I, it was crazy, and he dunks over. And and so it's all about perspective. If the only thing you saw from Kai Jones was that play, he's about to take over the NBA. If you saw everything else going on and put it into that context, you see this guy might be able to be a real star based off his athleticism one day, but there's a lot of work to be done. And I think what we saw this season, both in summer league as well as throughout the season, that a lot of that work is in the process of taking place. He is much more polished in terms of his rebounding, in terms of his post moves, in terms of his jump shot, his range, his just overall skill level. There are moves that we see him you know, take off, spins into jump shots and things like that that he would not have been able to do without committing two traveling violations the previous summer. Now he's able to execute those maneuvers, and he's going to get even better at them over the course of this summer. I have no doubt about it. So the athleticism, it remains off the charts. His skill set continues to grow, and there is still more athlete than polish at this point, but that's not a bad thing at all because Kai in any other era would just now be entering the NBA and just starting the developmental process. That timeline would be at start right now versus where we are today where he's had two seasons of NBA coaching to learn from and he'll be that much better for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's I think a lot of the other things too when it comes to Kai is just kind of understanding what his role is. You go back to that first summer league, I think there was a game in there too where he was 0 for 10 from 3. I mean, and there's there's stuff like that where you just got to understand what your position is on this team, what your role is more or less. Is Kai Jones going to be asked to shoot 10 threes in an NBA game? Absolutely not. I mean, and we said so at the time. We said you know exactly. it was important for him to have that game. To, like okay, it was not, a learning experience. Yeah. It's summer league. It's not you're supposed it out to learn. of your system. But like, hey, you think this is going to be real? great? This is a chance to show it. And exactly. It didn't work out, and he instantly adjusted and came back with much stronger games. And it's just having that constant battle of what do I need to do? What is my role here? And I think you saw a lot of that this season here in Charlotte too. I mean, there were games where he only may have played seven or eight minutes. He came in for a little bit of a quick burst. And he might have been 0 for 1 from the field, but he had six rebounds and he was a plus seven or eight out there. I mean, he was winning his minutes when he was out there more times than not. So it was one of those things where we talk about this a lot on the broadcast is he doesn't look out of place. You, when you get a guy in there and you plug him in, 
does he fit the part or does he not look like he knows where he's supposed to be? That's not Kai Jones at all anymore. He's he's made these big leaps and bounds over just two seasons in the NBA. So I know this is you know kind of jumping our third segment a little bit, but this is going to be a very important summer for Kai Jones, just based off the roster construction and that sort of thing before free agency, before the draft, before all that. This is going to be a very important summer for him to develop again. Coming up next, we'll sit down with Kai Jones. You'll hear from the Hornets' soon-to-be third-year player after this quick break here on the Hornet Timecast. Now let's welcome Kai Jones back here to the Hornets Hivecast one last time in the 22-23 season. Kai, thanks so much for joining us. Your second season in the NBA now in the books. How do you feel about your year here in Buzz City? Uh, my year here with the Charlotte Hornets was a lot of growth for me. I feel like I did incredible. I showed up on my athleticism and my two-way impact a lot. I felt really more confident as the year went on, but I feel like I did great. I improved a lot. I feel like I showed flashes of being a special player here. Uh, and that's how I felt about the year. The flashes have always been there. We remember them going back to your, your first summer league right. since arriving in Charlotte. What's become more pronounced is longer, more sustainable runs right. of just high-quality play. How good do you feel about the progress that you've made from the really raw talent you came into the NBA as to what you are now at this stage of your development? I feel like right now I'm a lot more polished. My IQ has gotten a lot better on the break and, you know, and I know what to do with the ball in different situations. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of film and grown a lot as a player, and I feel much more confident, too, um, today. So a lot more certainty from when I was younger. In terms of the impact you can have on both sides of the floor, as I mentioned, when you came into the league, you, you were a very raw athlete, but you filled a, you checked a lot of different boxes for a lot of uh, different positions you could play in. Yeah. As you've continued your development and worked with the coaching staff, do you have a, a better idea of how you might fit in the NBA as a, a permanent role, or is it still a work in progress? No, I have a much better idea, especially after those games in the G League. Um, I learned about my strengths and I see my shooting splits. And, you know, that gives me a lot more flexibility, too. Once I'm just upholding my statistics uh, and showing the right things, I can play anywhere on the floor. So it's just about um, proving to everybody, you know, and I feel like the coaching staff believes in me. They believe that I can come together. So the organization does, too. So I think they're just like, you know, just go do it. Do what you're born to do. And that's what I'm planning on doing. Those G League statistics, they're often not seen, those games not seen as much by the fans here at the NBA mm-hmm. level, but the lines are all the same distance away. Right. It, it all transfers. You shot 37% from three. You'd have been one of the better three-point shooters for Charlotte if those numbers were directly carried right. over. Is that one of the major areas you want to continue to refine and work on your game is the distance shooting? For sure, just making sure, you know, that's a part of my identity every day when I play pickup, when I play, when I work out. So to me, that's been a part of my identity. I always shot the ball well. Last year here, I was 50. I was only one for two. But in college, I was 38. And in high school, I was 42. And we were shooting at a college line. So I always had a good feel for my three-pointer. So I just wanted to, you know, show it in the NBA. And not even just show it, but use it as a weapon to help my team win. You know what I'm saying? At this point. Like, okay, everybody knows I can shoot. Now it's about, like, getting the Charlotte Hornets better to win games. So shooting it at a higher clip, more volume when I get those opportunities and knocking it down so we can win more basketball games and put ourselves in a better position earlier in the season. And I feel like that's everything for me because, you know, I want Team Bahamas to win and I want Team Hornets to win too. So that's how I feel about it, just a lot of pride. And that was in my mind last year working out even. 
and I came together because of it. But now, you know, it's time to get even sharper and be even more detailed as a overall man um, here on Earth. And I feel like once I start to, like, evolve as a man, that will translate to the core and I'll naturally do what I was born to do. As part of that evolution, you, you brought up the Bahamas and getting to represent your home country. That's one thing you got to do last season going into, or I should say last summer, going into this season and play with players like Buddy Heald and other uh, internationals in, in some of those games that, that you were playing for the Bahamas. How does that help you in terms of your overall growth, just playing under a different set of coaches, playing with a different group of players, and, and having a different role, quite frankly, on that team than at times with the Hornets? I feel like it helps me a lot. Um, but I mean, on the Bahama team, I play point guard too, ball screens and, you know, getting assists. But I was doing that from the practices. And, you know, I guess here I'd have to beat LaMelo out <laughs> for the point guard position. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm going to keep working on my game. So when we, when we see each other in the summer, you know, just outshoot them. And maybe I could get the nod from Coach Clifford to play point guard if I'm doing the right things. But, I mean, you know, here I play the four and the five too. But, hey, it's wide open for me. I can develop into a point guard. I've shown shooting off the dribble capability in the G League too. And, you know, I've shown that I could come off the ball screen in the FIBA games. And I shot threes here, too. So it's just about developing and making sure the stroke is on when it's time to shine. You know what I'm saying? So you could do it in practice. But it's just like when it comes down to that clutch moment, being able to knock it down and have that ingrained in there. So I believe I'm going to come together with that at some point. You know, I got summer league. I got the Bahama games, too. Uh, I want to do even better in those games than I did last time. Secure the W. And that's my goal. So just work towards that. Stay in the gym, enjoy myself, you know, and love the process too. It's good to have big goals and big aspirations. You definitely have that in yes, terms sir. of the progress for the team. Obviously, injuries were a major storyline for the 22-23 season. It did open up more opportunities for younger players to get on the floor, but clearly hindered the team in terms of right. wins and losses. What do you foresee for the future with the expanded growth for a lot of these young mm-hmm. players? It certainly has, has improved all of you guys, but going into next season when hopefully fingers crossed there will be a a high lottery pick added into the fold plus further development from all you guys and if the basketball gods are fair there will be a lot healthier Hornets team next season too for sure I feel like the future is bright here in Charlotte the two players Mark and Bryce the way they played in the last game and the way that we secured the the W was um, really encouraging and so was my development so for me as an individual just continue to develop and bring those right things to the table so I can help the team win and you know, everybody else is, like T-Row said, just be held accountable um, and continue to evolve and grow as a player and knock down your shots and be aware on defense. And you do the right things and execute the details on defense and the same on the offensive end. It's really simple, and that's how you win night in and night out, I feel like, just off of being here and playing, you know, that's really what it is. Well, Kai, it's been a lot of fun watching your continued development. It's it's so impressive how you've grown as a player and as a person from the first time we saw you in Summer League and after yes, uh, draft day and all the way up till today. Nice. I know big things coming for you in the future. And one thing I can always say about Kai Jones, it is impossible to be around you without smiling. you got that <laughs> LaMelo sure. effect. Uh, the fans love it. We love it. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful summer and look forward to seeing you back here in the fall. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, sir. Have a great day. And there's still much more to come on this episode of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo back with me in just a moment here on the HHC. 
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on this player profile edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I don't know if we ever mentioned, Rob, why we go in the order that we do. There is a little bit of a method to the madness. Really, we start with the players who we're on, are on expiring contracts, and we kind of work our way to the players who have the most time under contract remaining with Charlotte to go still. So those guys like, say, a Terry Rozier will be a little bit later on in the rotation. Also, Mark Williams still to come. Bryce McGowan's got a lot to talk about here on the HHC. But today we're focused on Kai Jones as I wrapped up my conversation with him. And I'll reiterate here, impossible to talk to or about Kai Jones without smiling. He has that kind of lamello quality to him where he's just maybe a big kid factor to him. The blue hair helps in that regard, but he's just a fun guy and and he brings a smile to a lot of people's faces here in Charlotte, both with his talent on the court and just his personality off of it. So we uh, we appreciate that about him very much. And I also appreciate he is not lacking for confidence. Uh, He is someone who sees a lot potentially within himself that he can contribute here for Charlotte and in the NBA in general. And most importantly, he wants to be a part of a winner here in Charlotte. So he's focused, I think, on the right things in that regard and hopefully a big summer in front of him here for the Charlotte Hornets. One thing I wanted to touch on before I get into the weeds of Kai Jones is you talk about how he's just impossible to be around without smiling. A little inside baseball here. So if you listen to the broadcast, you obviously know that we have the players do their own starting lineups before the season started. Kai obviously did not start a game this year, but I feel like we have to show the fans what his starting lineup would have sounded like this year. Are you with that? I'm with it. Let's do it. So this is what Kai Jones starting intro would have sounded like this year if he started a game. Kai Jones, Nassau, Bahamas, University of Texas. I mean, what else do you want from a guy like that? That is just awesome. Like, uh, yeah, and Kai is just a great kid, a great guy. Uh, I mean, obviously I say kid because he's still only 22 years old. He's going to be 23 soon. But what he's been able to do in such a short time, I think, is is something that's really impressive. And I think another thing that, especially something that you really touched on there during that conversation with you was the fact that he's really invested in his in his native Bahamas. Obviously, he has the blue hair for a reason. I know it's kind of a dual meaning, but one of them is because of his, his heritage being from the Bahamas. But that whole being on the Bahamian national team is going to really help him too. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where he's going to learn how to play a different style of basketball. And I know it's one of those things that I talked about in the first segment where I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit in a sense that he, you know, kind needs to learn how to play one way, but he's going to play a different style. I'm sure on that Bahamian national team, I know they have a lot more NBA talent than they would have five, 10, 15 years ago, but still, he's going to have to play some more meaningful minutes in that sense. And that's only going to make him better. It's only going to get him in situations that maybe he hasn't seen yet in the NBA or at least in meaningful minutes. So that's something that I think it's going to be really important for Kai moving forward. But yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, at the end of the last segment, it's just going to be a very important offseason for him for a multitude of reasons. But at the end of the day, he talked about his three-point shooting, talked about it's always been a strength and a point of emphasis for him. So it's just fine-tuning those skills that he already has and trying to figure out what he needs to to add a little bit more to the bag of tools. In terms of the future here for Kai Jones, from a positional standpoint, I think the assumption now is he's more in the center lane and that his opportunity for growth is to 
create some competition and a little slightly different skill set as well, but some competition with Nick Richards and Mark Williams for time in the center room, so to speak. Um, But if he continues to build on his shooting splits and his three-point percentage, and he did shoot the ball pretty well at times with the Greensboro Swarm, he could certainly have an impact as a stretch four with a, a ton of athleticism there as well. So there are options for him to get on the floor. But at this point, I think he's just an absolute wild card, which is not a bad thing at all. I would love nothing more than for him to have this huge jump in the summer, a la Nick Richards did going into this most recent season, and challenge Nick Richards for minutes, challenge Mark Williams. And we can even imagine a best-case scenario where he is ready to compete with Mark Williams and P.J. Washington for starter minutes at a position. That's the task ahead of any NBA player, especially one who is under 23, like Kai Jones is. If you're that young and you're not trying to do everything you can to make yourself better, not just to get on the floor, but to have a, a big impact, then you're selling yourself short. And as you heard from Kai Jones, not lacking for confidence. He's got all the skills when it comes to the athletic ability. Let's see what he can bring to the table. Let's see what he's got and what he shows up as out of this summer. Uh, we'll definitely be rooting for a big jump, but whether it happens or not, even if we're looking at a worst case scenario where He's not ready to start, let's say, or compete for starters minutes. You now have a player who's had a year basically in the rotation, at least 30-some games, in an NBA rotation. He's been in NBA systems, multiple, under two head coaches, for two seasons now. So he's had the time practicing, training, camp, summer league, all that stuff for two years. That's all in his bag of tricks, so to speak. His resume is built up a little bit. He's going to take all that experience now into year three. So even if he remains on the back half of your bench and you're more relying on him if there's an injury, which we don't need any more of those, but they're, they're probably going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt at some point down the line. Kai Jones, with all the experience he has, is in a much better position to fill in and for the Hornets to absorb those injuries than they were in his rookie season where injuries didn't derail, but guided the Hornets off track for a little bit. And then this most recent season where they were just so overwhelming, there was no chance to come out of it. But I would suggest, I don't want this to happen, but if history were to repeat itself next year and Kai Jones were needed to be leaned on for significant minutes for, say, 50 games, he's in a much better spot now and will be next year to do that after all of his experience in the NBA. And I think the biggest thing, too, what you outlined is just the way that this roster is constructed and how he's going to compete. I mean, it's different playing styles, obviously, but you have guys like Mark Williams, who, again, I I keep trying to kind of speak this into existence, I guess, but hopefully he's a walking double-double at this point that we're talking at the end of the season next year, which, again, hopefully is in May or in June. And the other thing, too, is Nick Richards. Obviously, you signed him to an extension for a reason. You believe in him. And he has a similar skill set to Mark Williams. Not quite the same, but those are kind of your guys that are two end of the floor players that can play on both sides and set screens and roll to the hoop. And Kai Jones can certainly do that too, but Kai has a little bit more added to the bag, more or less, where he has that ability to shoot from beyond the arc. He has that ability to stretch the floor a little bit. The defense, he has the athleticism, certainly, but I don't think he has the the numbers to kind of back that up in that sense. So if he's able to solidify things up on the defensive floor, not look you know, missing on switches or anything like that at certain times, I think that's an opportunity for him to get out on the floor and see more meaningful minutes next season. But then you got to think back to, well, what does the rotation look like? Steve Clifford's a guy that usually likes to keep it pretty tight around eight or nine guys. Do you go to a 10th? Do you bring a guy like Kai Jones in there? Are you able to rotate three guys at the five? Is it is 
is that even feasible? So there's a lot of questions just in that sense where it's a little bit of a no room at the end situation for lack of a better term. But if Kai has a really good summer and he improves and he continues on this linear path that he's been on, it's going to be really hard to keep him off the floor moving forward. We saw that in the past with guys like Cody Martin. We saw that obviously with guys like Dennis Smith Jr. this season as well, where of course the injury certainly played a factor in it. And hopefully again, knock on wood, we don't have to deal with that again, but it's going to be really tough for Kai to get out there on the floor and see some meaningful minutes next year. But again, if he's able to really get after it this summer, I don't see a reason why not. It'll be tough based off of the competition where he is right now. But of course, that explosive growth, which he's already demonstrated in a lot of ways. We talked about what he looked like first summer league to what he looked like come the end of his second NBA season. If he shows similar growth here heading into year three, he definitely can do it. He's got some gifts that just most players, not just on this roster, but in this league, do not have. He is an Olympic quality track field type of specimen. The ability to do those things on an NBA floor in terms of rim protection, in terms of finishing lobs, you know, he's going to be able to do things that are pretty special and remarkable. And so hopefully he has the chance to put that all together at least a little bit more in year three. One last thing to to close on. We talk about this a lot with Kai and with uh, other players. When you draft guys at 19, 20, 21, particularly when they're more on the, the raw side versus the refined side, as Kai Jones was when he was drafted. Fans think they know what it is to see a player who's a quote-unquote project and have some patience for that timeline, but then as soon as the ball goes up in the air and that person needs to be leaned on to get out on the floor, they want to see results yesterday. And that just wasn't going to happen his rookie season. Year two, we are starting to see some of those results based off the necessity to get him out there on the floor. Hopefully year three is where the preset timeline starts to match up with where we actually are on the calendar because last season there were times the team had to go to him and he got better as the year wore on but was he ready to come in and be an all-star at that state of the game no he wasn't but can he take those steps based off the gifts that made him a first round pick in the first place absolutely and i think we'll be getting to that part of the timeline for his development starting next season and i'm looking forward already to him getting back out there on the floor all right that's our discussion here on kai jones hope you enjoyed the podcast coming up in two days time we'll continue our journey through the hornets roster we've got jt thor in the on deck circle another young hornets player with a lot of athletic gifts he had been a member of the rotation based Basically the whole season, very good defensive player last season, really good three-point shot come the end of the year. And of course, he still has Mjolnir that he's able to bring out every once and again, and the God of Thunder uh, can throw it down. So we'll look forward to talking some JT Thor on our next edition of the HHC. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on the Hornets Ivecast. Had so much fun. We'll do it again in a couple days' time. Looking forward to it. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.